You are listening to Under a Pile of Books, and I'm your host, Calvin Park. This week, we have a lot to talk about and several big ticket items. So I want to jump right in. But before I do, I want to pause for a moment and warn everyone. I'm about to talk about The Burning White by Brent Weeks. And while I will try to avoid spoilers, there will probably be at least a couple minor spoilers uh, or uh, oblique spoilers as I'm talking. So if you want to completely avoid spoilers for this book, now would be a good time to go ahead and skip forward by maybe four or five minutes while I talk about The Burning White. So The Burning White is, uh, as you probably know, book five in the Lightbringer series by Brent Weeks. This is a series that I've been recommending for a long time to folks. I really, really enjoy it, um, particularly the first uh, two books were, were excellent. Book three and book four were also very, very good. Uh, they just really, they almost felt like one book that had been split into two books. That was really my main uh, criticism of books three and four, but they were still really, really good. Book five, The Burning Light, I finished it recently. And I have to be honest, for me, it didn't quite live up to the hype. Um, the start of the novel, the first 50 or 55% was actually quite slow. And you would think with a book five where you've had the opportunity to, to do buildup for four previous books that you, you wouldn't really have a, a, a slow kind of plodding start. But it definitely felt very, very slow to me uh, until uh, somewhere between halfway and two thirds. Things began to pick up at that point uh, various plot lines come together, various characters come together and meet back up, and there things start moving much more quickly at that point. And I, I really appreciated that. Uh, once it, it started to move more quickly, it felt more like Brent Weeks's previous novels in this series, uh, fast-paced, some nice uh, battles, cool use of magic in battles, and all of that kind of thing. I also felt like, unfortunately, the characters didn't really grow much in this novel, with the exception of Gavin. I'll talk more about him in a second. But the other characters felt like they largely made the same sorts of mistakes that they had made in books three and book four. So I was a little disappointed by that. I, I really like to see characters grow, and especially in a big epic fantasy series. I, I love it in the final book when it feels like some of our characters, uh, the folks we've been following for a while, when it feels like they've really, maybe not arrived, but where, where they're much more capable than they were two or three books ago. And this just did not feel like that. Um, while you could definitely see uh, where some characters' skills or power uh, or abilities had increased, in a lot of ways, they just kept making the same mistakes. Uh, some of that uh, has to do with one character in particular, uh, who always wins. And I think his need as a character 
or maybe the the need for the series to have this character that always wins, however you want to put it, I think that that character uh, becomes really problematic to allowing the other characters to shine and grow. So I was very disappointed in terms of the character development here. Finally, uh, Gavin. Uh, Gavin does have some character development, but it's a little weird, and we end up with... Uh, sort of this, uh, the the in this fifth book, the series definitely takes a religious or theological turn, and there's a lot of discussions around um, godhood and and right and wrong and forgiveness uh, and mercy and justice that maybe could have been interesting uh, things, but uh, they they didn't really work out too well for me and 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 almost to some extent felt a bit like uh, odd uh, kind of uh, pithy and, and trite sayings that you might uh, hear kind of uh, spouted on on TV from a, a Christian preacher or something and so it, it it just did not work for me on a number of levels, and I was very disappointed by that. I'm not sure what rating I'll end up giving the book. It's not a bad book by any means. It's it's well written, and there's definitely action uh, and, and all of that. But for me, the slow start coupled with the, to me, what appears to be lack of character development and the uh, sort of weird ending that ends up being a lot of talk about uh, religion and, and, and theological issues of, of justice and forgiveness. Uh, while those things might be interesting, it just, for me, did not work in this book. In another book, I'd probably really, really love that stuff because I, I do enjoy that kind of philosophy uh, in books and, and questions of justice and forgiveness and mercy and all of that I find really interesting. But to me, it just did not fit uh, the rest of the Lightbringer series, and it just did not really work for me in this book. So uh, I'll have a, a full written review that'll go uh, up on Goodreads and elsewhere uh, in in probably a week or two. But those are kind of my thoughts right now as I've just finished the book, uh, and so it's fresh in my mind. And uh, yeah, so some of some of it too. Remember, anytime you, there's a book that's highly anticipated like this. Um, you know, the potential for disappointment is also pretty high or not meeting expectations. So uh, I was a little, like I said, it, 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 the Burning White did not live up to it for me. Not 100% sure what rating I'll give. You may very well enjoy it, and I, I don't necessarily want to discourage anyone from, from reading it, but it definitely, to me, had a different fear, feel than the rest of the Lightbringer series. All right, so moving right on from The Burning White. Uh, what I have coming up this week is the same two that I had last week. I don't know what I was thinking on last week's pod when I when I had The Burning White listed as well as Fate of the Fallen and Dispel Illusion. Uh, the Burning White is nearly a thousand pages, and so uh, I really should have known better. Uh, I, needless to say, I did not get to Fate of the Fallen or Dispel Illusion last week. I, I have just today begun reading Fate of the Fallen, so... Uh, I guess technically I did begin that one, but uh, I'm not very far into it yet. But I, I have every confidence that I will complete Fate of the Fallen this week, and I will also complete uh, Dispel Illusion this week. And it's possible I may get started on even a third book, depending on how my reading time goes. We'll have to see. 
But those are the two that are on deck for this week, and I, I am very much looking forward to both of those. I've just started Fate of the Fallen, and uh, so far it's uh, it's definitely interesting. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to continuing that. There are some upcoming releases this week that have been on my radar. Actually, there are a ton of upcoming releases that have been on my radar. I have five on my kind of list of books that I've been keeping an eye on, and uh, you know it's. It's uh, weeks like this where there are five books that I'm interested in that come out that just destroy my to-be-read list because I, I understand that I'm never going to get to all of them uh, this week. It just wouldn't be possible. And with backlist reads and, and other commitments, it, it does get hard to uh, to follow through. But uh, here are the five that are on my radar, and there are probably plenty that I'm missing that are equally interesting in the sci-fi fantasy genre. But uh, for me, Fate of the Fallen comes out on November 5th. And as I said, I am in the midst of reading that one. So, um, and so far it's, it's proving interesting, but that, that comes out on Tuesday, uh, November 5th. Legacy of Ash by Matthew Ward also comes out on Tuesday, the 5th. And um, that has been one I've read a few reviews for. It sounds really interesting. I, I'm definitely interested in that. I don't know when I will get to reading it, though. Uh, the next is Novice Dragoneer by E.E. E. Knight. And this is one I actually have an advanced reader copy for, and I am hoping to get to it sometime soon. I uh, had hoped to have it read before it released, but unfortunately that did not happen. And uh, I am I'm hopeful that I'll get to that sometime in November and have a review and write-up for that. Uh, so I will, of course, let you know when, when I do. But Novice Dragoneer releases this Tuesday, November 5th as well. Star Wars Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Roanhorse also releases on Tuesday. This is one I'm really interested in. Uh, it's, it's supposed to kind of bridge uh, some of the gap or, or tell some of the story between uh, Episode 8, The Last Jedi, and Episode 9, uh, Rise of Skywalker. And uh, so I'm, I'm very interested in that. I would love to read it actually before uh, The Rise of Skywalker releases. I don't know, as I will get to it uh, by that time. But but I would like to. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to. And then uh, the fifth book on my radar that releases here uh, November 5th is The Broken Heavens by uh, Cameron Hurley. And this is actually book three in the uh, Worldbreaker saga, which uh, began with the Mirror Empire, continued in Empire Ascendant, and now um, uh, book three, The Broken Heavens. Uh, coming on November 5th. I've actually not read any of these books yet. However, they've been recommended to me several times. Uh, the Mirror Empire, the first book in the series, has been on my TBR for a while. These are published by Angry Robot, which I think I've said before is one of my favorite uh, like small presses. Um, I think they do some, some neat stuff, uh, especially in terms of some of their, uh, short stories and, and, and other things. They, they definitely have unique takes and are publishing, uh, you know, fantasy and science fiction, steampunk, that kind of thing that is not, uh, not sort of the, the, your normal, uh, cup of tea, if, if you will. So anyway, uh, 
The Broken Heavens by Cameron Hurley releases on November 5th, and The Mirror Empire is one that I am hoping to get to. Uh, That's the first book in the series. I'm hoping to get to that before the end of the year. So those are the five books that are on my radar that are releasing this week, way more than normal. Uh, So many of them sound really interesting, really cool. Uh, I want to get to all of them. I don't know when I will, other than to say that I am currently in the midst of Fate of the Fallen and am hopeful to have Novice Dragoneer read by uh, the end of November. All right, so in addition to upcoming releases this coming week, uh, we need to, to take a look back at the past week because there are been a ton of discussions and sort of sci-fi fantasy news or items of interest that I would love to talk about. I've actually limited myself to just five things that I've come across over the past week uh, that I want to uh, to touch on. There are many more than this, and I just have to be a little selective because uh, I, I could be here talking for an hour if we went back at, over everything that happened over the past week or, or released or, or was otherwise um, uh, sort of an item of interest in the sci-fi fantasy community. So the first thing, uh, first thing up in, in sort of in the news this past week is the Witcher trailer. So we... We got uh, a full trailer uh, for The Witcher, and this is a series I've, I've mentioned before, I've been interested in, I am interested in, I continue to be interested in. I, I want to see how Netflix uh, kind of does epic fantasy. I want to see how they adapt uh, The Witcher series, which uh, started as books, and, and I actually know more so through the video games than the books. I haven't read the books Um but I am I am very interested to see how Netflix handles this. And so far, based on the trailers, it looks pretty awesome. Uh, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to December when uh, The Witcher uh, releases on Netflix. And you can check out YouTube. Uh, you know, search uh, The Witcher trailer, and uh, you can you can watch uh, the latest uh, trailer as well. To me, this is uh, this is just kind of checking uh, a lot of the boxes um, in terms of, of something that could be a really cool epic fantasy series that actually uh, makes use of um, magic and, and has uh, fantastic elements in it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see, we'll see how things go here. I'm always sort of cautious in my optimism about these things until after uh, they release because uh, you know, as fantasy fans, we've we've kind of been disappointed disappointed so many times. But uh, Witcher trailer looks good. I am looking forward to that releasing in December. Item number two on my list, and this is a big deal, uh, is the first Spiffbo finalist uh, was announced. So this was from, I believe, it was Fantasy Book Critic, uh, and the first Spiffbo finalist that we have is Beggar's Rebellion by Levi Jacobs. And I'm, I am so excited to see Beggar's Rebellion chosen as a finalist. I read 
Beggar's Rebellion back over the summer. I really enjoyed it. I think it's deserving of this. It's got a really cool magic system, some interesting characters, uh, some fun world building, just all, all of the stuff that I like to see in a fantasy novel it's it's got them it's very brandon sanderson-esque in uh its magic system and and kind of its pacing and and uh the way jacobs does some of his world building it it will seem very familiar not in a derivative way but but uh it will seem familiar to sanderson fans in a very comfortable way and uh so if if you enjoy brandon sanderson you should definitely consider checking out Levi Jacobs' Beggar's Rebellion. I am hoping to get to the second book in the series uh, sometime soon. But the first book, Beggar's Rebellion, is our first Spiffbo finalist. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, I go go check it out. Uh, you can go. Uh, Check my review for Beggar's Re- Rebellion. You can find that on uh, Fantasy Book Review. You can find it on Goodreads. Uh, it's up on. It should be up on Amazon. Um, uh, all, all of those uh, those places. Find it. Check it out. Read it, and then go get the book because uh, it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's a wild ride. So, and now that we have our first finalist, I'm hopeful that we'll see more finalists uh, here over the next month uh, announced. I think they're all supposed to be announced by December 1st. So we'll see if everyone meets that deadline, but I am uh, very excited uh, for beggars rebellion. Uh, so congrats, uh, Levi Jacobs, uh, great job and uh, very deserving uh, entry in beggars rebellion. Number three on my list here is Mark Lawrence, who is the founder of Spiffbo, uh, put up on his blog this uh, past week a post sort of on the economics of book pricing or, or, or kind of how, uh, why, some of the why behind the scenes of book prices, especially ebook prices, seeming kind of weird sometimes or priced high and then low and then eh, all this kind of stuff. Mark does a great job of kind of explaining some of it. One thing that uh, it would be, he mentions toward the end, but I think actually plays a, a role in some folks perception of book pricing is uh, you know, it's easy to find eBooks from traditional publishers right now that are priced in the 12 to $13 range. And that often is when the book is new and you're on Amazon, you're probably paying 20 or $25 for the brand new book that has just released. And so the eBook you're paying, you know, 12 to 15 for, and the eBook does typically go down in price uh, after the paperback of you know, the physical paperback comes out. However, I have seen times when the mass market paperback is available for, you know, eight bucks and the ebook is, you know, still 11, 12 bucks. I think one thing that causes a little confusion here for consumers is you can find plenty of sci-fi fantasy novels, the ebooks for $5 and under, and a lot of those are self-published. They are uh, excellent. Uh, You all know from hearing my reviews and and hearing me talk on the podcast and elsewhere, I really love self-published fantasy right now. I think it's one of the reasons that we are 
just seeing so much great fantasy is because of uh, self-published fantasy. They're doing fun things. They're doing unique things. They're doing great character work. They are um, sort of playing with formats and perspective and, and different things. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. But you can get those books uh, often more cheaply. Uh, so I think sometimes people see those and then they wonder, well, gosh, why is this book so much more expensive, even though typically traditionally published books are uh, more expensive. Um, and the author's probably actually seeing, you know, if for a $12 ebook, the author of that ebook traditionally published is probably seeing less than the author of a $5 self-published ebook is, is seeing, you know, so uh, th- there are some, definitely some, some weird economics that, that go into the whole book thing, but I thought Mark did a great job of breaking it down. And I, I commend his, his blog to you. Go, go check that post out if you're interested in this kind of thing and uh, take a look at that. Number four on my list is we are getting a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2. What? Yes. I'm excited about this so much. Like uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is phenomenal. I went and saw it in theaters last winter. It was great. I loved it. Uh, It was a tremendous way to introduce my son to Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Great art direction. Interesting story. Uh, I really, really, really thought it was just tremendously well done. And quite possibly, it may be my favorite Spider-Man movie. So when I saw the uh, little announcement graphic that coming in 2022, we're getting a sequel to that, I was stoked. So it's a long way to wait yet. 2022 is more than two years away, and I think it's coming in like April of 2022. So it is two and a half years away, which is a super long time to wait. But I am so interested in this, and I cannot wait uh, to see it. I will be uh, in the theaters, probably not opening night because I hate going on opening night to big movies, but soon after opening night, I will be there and uh, enjoying uh, Into the Spider-Verse too. So. And then number five, I told you there were a ton of things uh, in the news, points of interest to talk about from this past week. And this is maybe actually less something from the past week and more looking forward to the coming week. But the Dragons of Autumn Twilight read-along that uh, Jason Acock from Off the TBR is hosting begins November 3rd. So... If you've been considering this, you're not sure about it, I want to encourage you, check it out. Uh, Go check out Jason's uh, Twitter. You can see him on uh, on Twitter. His uh, handle is at JasonATS. You can follow him on Twitter, and he's got a a link up on his Twitter feed to uh, the Goodreads group that uh, we're using to, to discuss stuff and everything. And, and a bunch of us have, uh, 
have engaged on there already. So I encourage you go talk to Jason, join that Goodreads group and read along with us. The schedule's posted on there as well as on offthetbr.wordpress.com. So please go check it out and join Jason and everyone else for uh, what I am sure is going to be a really fun read along with lots of great discussion. And whether you've read uh, Dragons of Autumn Twilight before, as I have, or whether this will be your first time reading Dragons of Autumn Twilight. It's a classic. Uh, check it out. Um, you can go grab the the ebook off Amazon or you know whatever whatever your favorite uh, ebook uh, store is. Go get it and uh, get ready to enjoy it with us. We uh, start this coming week reading and, and discussing and, and all of that. So I hope that you'll join Jason's um, read along and huge. Thank you to Jason for coming up with this awesome idea and for uh, being willing to invite us all along for the ride and uh, taking care of all the administrative stuff and setting up groups and, and, and publicizing it and coming up with the schedule and all of that. Jason is awesome. And I'm so glad that uh, he thought to, to do this because I'm really looking forward to reading again, Dragons of Autumn Twilight. And that about covers it. Uh, if you can believe it, uh, lots of stuff, lots of stuff from the past week, lots of great books coming out this week, an awesome read along that's starting, uh, really looking forward to all of that stuff. And uh, also I've got some good books uh, that I'm um, looking forward to completing this coming week in Fate of the Fallen and Dispel Illusion. Thank you so much for uh, sticking with me here uh, to the end of this podcast. And thank you very much to all those who have uh, been uh, sharing and talking about the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's great to, to kind of be on this journey together with you. Oh, before I forget, I have a, an incredible interview with T.S. Chan that will drop this coming week. And we geek out pretty hard over the Cradle series uh, by Will White. And I will leave that as kind of the tease for this. It was a tremendous, tremendous uh, fun time to talk with TS and just get the chance to kind of have a discussion with her about a whole bunch of stuff as it relates to fantasy and, and the sci-fi fantasy community. So I hope that you will uh, plan to, to listen to that uh, episode when it drops this coming week. And in the meantime, happy reading. Whee! <sweak>